We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anor Boys are in the building. Brought to you by Anor Whiskey, AnorWhiskey.com. And it's that premium American whiskey, AnorWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. Definitely got to drink responsibly. Today, a lot, of t- a lot of things to talk about, Left. We're going to have some fun in the second half of the show, and we're going to produce our own 2023 Notre Dame football trailer going into the spring. We're going to tell you what we feel like should be in the trailer to get That's teams, right. get the team hype, get the fan base hype, get recruits hype. We're going to, we're going to talk about that, have some fun. And then left this dude, he has an off season plan for every quarterback on the Notre Dame roster. That's right. Can't wait to That's hear right. what this is. That's right. Yes, sir. Coach Lee. We're going to talk about this article in The Athletic, where it talks about the five-star recruiting debate. Mm. Just how important is it? How impactful are five-star recruits first year to second year? How does that relate to Notre Dame? Because we go down to five-star recruits from the class of 2022, Notre Dame has one in there. But you'll be interested in seeing some of these numbers from these five-star recruits left. Talk a little Justin Scott. Had an opportunity to talk with the young man last night after his basketball game. Another double-double for the young man. (laughs) You want to be Glenn Davis? (laughs) He is literally the high school version of Big Baby. He is. Like, he's the type of disrespectful guy that you play that you want to punch. (laughs) Right? Because he doesn't, like, scowl or anything. He just smiles at you. Like, you talk trash to him, he just smiles at you. You push him, he smiles at you, right? And I see kids, like, and it's so funny because the kids that play against him know who he is. You know what I mean from a football standpoint? Like, they're playing basketball, but they know, like, oh, he's a big deal. And you can tell. So, like, when they score a bucket on him, they always have something funny to say, and I'm like, he's not a hooper like that, dude. Like, you act like you just scored back down Kobe or back down LeBron and scored over him. But it's funny because just the way he reacts and his personality, man, he's really a good kid. So I had to talk to him about 10 minutes after the game. A couple of tidbits I'll give away from that. Well, I'm going to start right here, dude. First of all, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of my great content, John Garcia Jr., State of Recruiting. You already know it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mel Kuyper comes out for this mock draft. For the first time in a while, Notre Dame is being projected to have two first-round picks in the NFL draft. One of these picks, if they go the way he projects, might actually save a quarterback's career and legacy. I'm going to keep it funky. Keep it funky. The other one would be a welcome addition to an already stout defense. Quarterback's questionable at this point in his career. Who the heck is going to coach <laughs> this young man? That's right. But he projects Michael Mayer to go 15th to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Now, I'm here in Chicago. There's plenty of Notre Dame fans here in Chicago that are also Bears fans. Do you understand how painful it would be in this city to see Michael Mayer go to Green Bay? But you got to balance it out with Cole Komet. And then you got Brock Wright in Detroit. No, that's not balancing. We can trade Cole Komet. To Green Bay, and then <laughs> we can take Michael Mayer. That that's not balancing it out. There is no balance to that, bro. That Michael Mayer is the decidedly better tight end of the bunch. But you're right. You're right. The NFC North would literally be Notre Dame tight end. You, yeah, the Notre Dame in, conference in the NFL and Notre Dame conference. You're you absolutely Detroit, right. That's a good Green call. Bay left. potentially got uh, Chicago got all the Notre Dame players. <laughs> that's facts. So it's like, you know, who's left? The Vikings? We had Kyle Rudolph there for a minute. Harrison Smith's there. So they got uh, Alabama's, I think, tight end. I don't know. But Notre Dame, we in there with tight ends. Who, uh, the Vikings? Mm Mm-hmm. No, the Vikings have uh, – they just traded for the kid that came from – he was with the Lions, and he got traded to the Vikings. Mm. I'm trying to think of what college he went to. Was it Iowa? What was his name? Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought from Iowa. That's what I thought. So, yeah, he just got there. So, you know, man. It's interesting. I man, that because no Notre Dame fans in this area have, have rooted for this man for years and for them to have to deal with him for the next 10 to 12 years in the division and that rivalry. 
Cole gonna balance out once Justin Fields, you know, like the people at the gas station say, just get the accuracy just a little bit better. We love you, dude. We, we love, love you, bro. Man, you dope. You're gonna be here for a long time. You just need to work on just that accuracy <laughs> just a little bit. I wouldn't even fill up my gas there, but I just get in the car and go to this, the I mean, dude, it's the closest, it's the closest station to the stadium. It's the closest station to the stadium. I'll get it after work. <laughs> See, that, that lets us know that Justin is one of those dudes. He should have gassed up on his way to the stadium. That's right. At, at home. Right. Out in the burbs. Out right. But he's one of those dudes that waits for everything to get to like twenty miles to empty. Yeah, yeah. You're professional. You got up. money now. You got to act like it. You know. Now, I know. I can't front. I drive. I drive the missus crazy doing that crap. Why are you taking to about? Do I do? Now? I do, man. I take you it to be, like. Your man, thing says, look, "Get ready to push on this." <laughs> look, man. If, that, if I if I'm coming back from somewhere and that bad fella says thirty miles to empty. As long as I get home, bro. As long as I get home. See, you can't get no Tesla. No. You can no. be no. stuck like Chuck. You're going to be stuck <laughs> like Chuck. <laughs> and you know it take about an hour for that thing to get charged up. Man, I, man, I, man, I have to apologize so many times, especially when, the, when baby girl is home. Well, we got two, but we have three drivers. Well, baby girl comes home. She, she wants to get out, be gone, kick it with her friends and stuff. I come in, nighttime, don't fill it up. The missus has to jump up early in the morning and go somewhere. She starts up the car. That bad fella's on E. She's <sighs> heated. <laughs> she is heated. So I'm getting, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get better, bro. I'm trying to get better. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, 29th in his projections, Isaiah Foskey goes to the Denver Broncos. Defense is already stout. Yeah. I think he'd be going to a great situation where he'll probably be saying he'll learn under a guy with Chubb there. And uh who's the other DN that's pretty good? They got two they got two monsters out there. But whoever's on the other side, they'll learn for a couple years and then he'll be right in line. I think he fits what they're doing over there in Green in uh in Colorado, but or more importantly, he's in a good organization. Uh, they just got new management; they're the richest team in the league. Yeah. So, you know, he's gonna be taken care of in the right spots because they're gonna get a quarterback eventually for sure. Man, you know, Josie Jewell is who was a beast at Iowa. Baron Browning, both of those guys had fantastic years. Of course, Patrick Sertain, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. That secondary is really, really good. Patrick Sertain's nice. Yeah. Oh, they said Chubb's got traded, but still, they always have a really good defense. Their defense is what could have got them into the playoffs if Russell Wilson scored over 13 points a game. Yeah. And they played a 3-4, which, you know – Fits right with the skill set of Isaiah Foskey. Oh, for sure. Pass yeah. rush central. Yeah. Good enough to drop He's not that much of a run stopper anyway. I mean, I wouldn't use him that way. You know. Yeah. Get after the quarterback. <clears throat> I don't um, realize how good of a season Josie Jewell had. I knew he was really good at Iowa. Mm. But him and uh, Baron Browning. Really stepped up, and then Deshaun, you know, Williams up front. That three-four front. It's Not all bad. about the. It's all about the linebackers, right? Similar to like the Lloyd Kevin Green combination when they with the Steelers, where you can really get some underrated, really good guys to play on the on the line, and just have them stuff up blocks and let your linebackers just wreck havoc. I mean, that's what made us good in twenty twelve. What made Manta Heisman candidate having Knicks to it and yeah. Shuko up front? Yeah. 
Johnny S said, when the red light comes on, how many miles do you have left? I don't think a red light comes on. Oh, you're talking about... Well, every gas tank, even if it says empty on the digital reader, there is a reserve in each tank, depending upon the tank, of like five to seven miles. So even if it hits zero, and I'm not telling people to do this, please don't do this. <laughs> please don't do this. Um, I'm, I'm just giving you facts. Please do not take this and say, I'm just oh, man. what's on the car manual. Right, right. <laughs> you have you a know. five to seven range. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you all red. Yeah, when you're on red, there's like a, a reserve. Coast. There's a reserve in the tank of like five to seven miles. So, yo, I'm <laughs> it's not the brightest thing to do, but I'm just answering the question. Mm. I know once it gets under 30 miles, my vehicle is pretty, man, they start, man, I get like notifications like every two miles. Like, dude. Dude, dude, <laughs> like facts, like, come on, man, you tripping, you tripping. So, all right, man, look, all of this, I'll say this, left for me, I was doing evenings when I was producing mm. at Aspen. So, you know, I'm walking out of the studio, we have a show. But then let's say, man, I was producing for a few years that I was producing Notre Dame basketball games. Right? So I would produce a Notre Dame basketball game, then do a show that would end, a, a, a live show that would end at 10. And then I would go into whatever NBA game was on the network from the West Coast. Oh, you're talking, talking. Right. So it's like Lakers Clippers. So now I'm bored off in that game. Right. And that game finishes up at like 1230. And then I'm locking up and making sure everything is cool for the morning show because I'm the last one there. So I'm walking out of the studio at like one in the morning. And I'm looking like, yo, it's 50 miles. Like, man, I'm not stopping. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. No, I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. So when you make that decision, I understand, man. You know? And I could have stopped downtown. Hey, so the article I talked about, Manny Navarro, it just hit me back. This is why I love, man. Manny Navarro just hit us back. He's going to join us coming up in about 25 minutes to talk about five-star recruits. That's what we do on Hot Lucky Lefty, bro. You know what I'm saying? We don't just talk about it. We go get, let's go get the dude, you know? And he said he was happy to come on today. So he'll come on in 20 minutes so we can really break down the five-star recruits. Um, hey, Roderick, look, man, it's situational, bro. It's not an everyday thing. It's situational. I got to get better at situational husband. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got to I got to improve on my situational husband. I got to improve on my third down husband. That's right. Thing, that's you know right. what I'm yeah, saying? Just, just rearrange some of the yeah. calls. You that's know. all. That's all. I'm good. But Slight adjustments, you know. You know. adjustments. You know, I'm not good at third and long when it comes to my husband. <laughs> husband too. Can't get behind. You know what I'm I got to improve on. <laughs> Not 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 right. too many call when you're that far behind the sticks. So right. I gotta stay ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? So second and like, first downs where you really want to live, make your money at. And see, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a full dude. Now on the on the counter of that, I don't play that filling it up halfway. Yeah. Like when I stop, I'm stopping the filling I'm, and, and I'm filling it all the way up. We right. Feel. I don't do that, man. Give me 20 on number five. Knowing that 20 is going to give me like a quarter of a tank. I don't do that. Because you don't like to stop to do it in general. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. it almost makes sense to let it get Thank to the teeny weedy beady left. Because then you're like, okay, because yeah, I have to go get it. And then I'm going to hit the fool and then I don't have to think about it. 
Now, see, my missus, she will be honest. My missus will constantly stop and won't allow it to get low. But she's always doing the give me 20 on five. Mm. Give me 20. And I'm like, dude, you keep doing 20 like every two, three days. Like, man, just fill the bathtub up and ride out. And ride out. And fill it up again. See, you probably beat inflation because you was at full tank. And it lasted so long, they probably dropped the prices back down. Your wife dealing with the the inconsistencies in the prices because she, every two days, you know, it's week to week how it's changing. Facts. Facts. So, look, which one do you think is a better landing spot? That's what I want to ask you. Which spot is a better landing spot, in your opinion? Denver for Foskey or Mayor going to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers might not even be that left. I think just because of the Michael Mayer archetype, he'll be good in Green Bay, Wisconsin. No matter what quarterback's there. I think mm-hmm. he has the ability to have a strong career in a market that would love Michael Mayer at that tight end spot. And he's really yeah. good. Dude, man, he would be <laughs> he would be a legend. He'll be the Bart Star tight ends. Bro, he would be a legend in Green Bay. Yeah, he legend. Nice, nice slam dunk in Matt LaFleur. Having Notre Dame experience will probably know how to feature the tight ends and knows the importance of the type of player he's getting and how he can incorporate that into what he's doing. So it's a very nice fit if I'm Michael Mayer. What a great career to get put in all the right positions. Um, for Foskey, it would be nice, but, you know, Denver's not that good right now. So yeah, a, lot, a lot of turnover can happen, and until they get a quarterback, it's not going to change. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Look, I think Foskey, for what he does, has tremendous value because of the division he's in. That's tremendous value. What's tremendous value on the ability to rush the passer? Yeah, in general. In general. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Michael Mayer is going to have a better career, though, because he's going to be in the – as long as he's in Green Bay, and he's probably going to be there a long time. Well, I'm going to tell you now. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, bro, hey, dude, he, if, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in Green Bay next year, Michael Mayer is catching 80 balls. Yeah, easy. 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 And you see the emergence of Christian Watson in the second half of the season on the outside. Dude, he might save Rogers' legacy I mean, up I in that joint. That. He did oh, win a Super Bowl. Bro. Yeah, dude, but, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. He is, is, that, is that what he wants to be known as, the dude that was a one-off? Red Favre only won one. Like I said, does he want to be known as a dude that was a one-off that stole money from poor people. Brett Favre don't have as many MVPs there, Rodgers. But in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Brett Favre is the man. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Rodgers is going to be straight, you know. Yeah. Because of where he's at. And I think Michael Mayer is going to fit right into that uh, fan base very well. So how do you feel about that? When's the next time Notre Dame is going to have two first-round picks in an NFL draft, right? Could it be – could it come from the 23 class? Could it come from the 22 class? You know, could it be Benjamin Morrison and someone that takes a step up? It's going to be I mean, very it's interesting. Ben Morrison to get that first-round potential uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And, then we, and then because of who what Notre Dame is and who we are as a program – We'll have another one. We, you know, it's just a matter of who. Well, that won't be a question. They definitely, heck, coming into the season, we were projected to have three with Cam. No, Brandon. 
Oh, Coming into the season, B. Joe. Not after, not after he came through our podcast. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to take it. Left. You have to have a you have to have a forgiving heart, man. Not the way not the way he went about it. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's not he's not first round because he wasn't seeing the bigger picture. You see what I'm saying? The bigger picture was this is the gate. We the gatekeepers. You know, you at the gate talking about I don't you know y'all paying me to come in. Who does that? <laughs> wasn't thinking the bigger picture. That's what what Ti tells Shannon Sharp. He said is don't worry about the money up front. Cause it's always gonna be bigger in the back end. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Unc admitted he was on that that stuff on that sauce. <laughs> it, it was obvious he was on that sauce. Well, the man got his own liquor company. Yeah, and a oh. shout out legacy named out this grandmother. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the uh, top ten, and then we'll move on, right? Because we talked about Mayor Foskey. Hey, the top ten. I know we have a bunch of Bears fans that watch us every day. I don't know how they feel about Jalen Carter going at number one. I just, without a trade, come on, man. Come on, man. Would you take Would you take Jalen Carter over Will Anderson? Will Anderson, I need him. But y'all don't know what to do with great pass rushers. Look at how y'all treated Khalil Mack. What do you mean? We gave him the big, the biggest contract, made him the highest paid defensive player. What do you mean? How did we mistreat him? Y'all didn't, t- y'all didn't support him when he most needed it most. No, like, no, 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 no. Look how they did Aaron Donald. They gave this him this is how you can have everything in place, and one decision ruins everything. <laughs> no, 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 facts. They look. They made the move for Khalil Mack because they thought they had their quarterback. Now, if you couple the Khalil Mack move with Patrick Mahomes, this is a totally different story. Totally different story. Totally different story. The fact that they coupled the Khalil Mack move with Mitch Trubisky just ruined everything, big picture. Yeah, it's just a bad combination. It It just ruined everything. So that's pretty much what it was. Second. CJ Stroud has become QB1 now, bro. I mean, duh. I don't know why we even <sighs> entertain this Will Levis <laughs> garbage. Uh, Will Anderson goes three. Uh, Stroud goes to the Texans. Will Anderson goes to the Cardinals at four, at three. Wait, Bryce the Young. Are that bad? They're number three pick. Good. Wait, well, you know, they, they lost the quarterback early in the season. Oh, and conveniently, J.J. Watt retires, so they right. just, they yeah, just so know. happy to edge rusher. They, honestly, they could be open for a quarterback. They did just get Kyler that money, though. Yeah, Kyler's in control. But it's a new coach coming in. You never know. Kyler's in control for at least the first two years. Bryce Young to the Colts at four. See, I think the Colts want Will Levis. Hmm. Seahawks at five take Will Levis. Oh, why? They, why? Yeah, I thought Geno played pretty good. They writing him off again. <laughs> That's crazy. Defensive end Tyree Wilson goes six to the Lions. Pete Skaronski from Northwestern offensive tackle goes seventh to the Raiders. Man, Northwestern put them first round boys in. They, Every two, three years, they do produce. They do produce offensive line. Oh, no, it's been more frequent than the two, three years. It's damn near been every year. Well, uh, you know, Illinois, historically, if you look at it from an NFL standpoint, produces a lot of offensive line. Wait, wait, who? The state of Illinois. Oh, I thought you were talking about the college. No. Now, Illinois has a long list of offensive linemen, too, bro. Mm -hmm. So the history is there. Anthony Richardson is in the top ten, bro. It's not a strong quarterback class this year. Next no, year I, it is. I think the top two, in my opinion, when you had two strong yeah, the quarterbacks, top two, and then it's they, pulled the, they pulled the other ones up a little bit higher than what yeah. they would normally go. And then Kalia Kansi, um, defensive tackle. 
goes to the Eagles. The Eagles have a top 10 pick and might be in the Super Bowl. That's bananas, bro. Oh, because of the trade. Yeah. 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 Top 10 pick. Who would they even who would they even get? What do you mean? Who would the Eagles even want to get? They got a pretty solid team. Dude, they have a running back. They, they have a quarterback. They got an offensive line. Got they got receivers. wide receivers. They probably would go get a – they got a good defensive back right there. Yeah, you can never have too many good DBs. Never. Never. That that probably would be a need for them. Maybe a tight end. They got Maybe Goddard. They got who? They got Dallas Goddard. They traded for him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they have a tight end. Yeah, I mean, he, he no, never had in the corners, though. They say, dude, they got good DBs. They can never have so many corners, though. Or I wouldn't be mad if they went offensive line. Yeah, Lane Johnson. They did better. Hurt. Heck, they got – dude, everybody on their defensive line has 10 sacks. Everybody. <laughs> they have 70 sacks as a team. Damn. That's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. Like, they're going you, crazy. You can always add depth. Like if we it's had somebody like that at Notre Dame, bro, can you imagine that? Every dude on the defensive line has double digit sacks. <laughs> Every starter. That's the dumbest thing. I've I mean, these are before. these are like what five or six sacks a game for that to happen. Yes. Because you got yeah yeah. Four sacks, minimum four sacks a game. Minimum. Oh, you're, minimum. you're getting the guy on the ground. Yes. Wow. Speaking of defensive lines, we talked about this yesterday in the can or can't say no to Dame. <laughs> can Notre Dame get three five stars in one recruiting class, bro? If we win a championship. That's, see, that's the missing ingredient. That's the missing ingredient. I agree with you wholeheartedly. We have to find a way to do it without getting those. Once again, Manny Navarro from The Athletic joins us in about five minutes. I'm sorry. He just texted me. Ready in about five minutes. I'm interested. You want to go over the article, bro, and tease it? You want to... So there were, according to his rankings, 34 five-stars in the class of 2022. Mm. 34. Travis Hunter was number one. And let me just give you the numbers. Since 2016, 43% of five stars started at least one game as a true freshman. With one in five starting more than six games in their first college season. By year two, 78% have cracked the starting lineup and 52% are starting at least half of their team's games. So it's, it's fair to say five stars are important, right? Which I, I I just, I don't like when people like, man, you have to get five stars to win. On what level is it not key to get the best players to win in any sport? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Like people think they're really, you know, Recreating the wheel. Or they came up with something new. You can't win without five stars. Look, dude, you can't win without great players on every level of every sport. It is what it is. <clears throat> Travis Hunter, he transferred to Colorado, but he's still with his same coach. Walter Nolan, four starts, 289 snaps. Had 29 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. Luther Burton, wide receiver from Missouri. 
started 10 games, 535 snaps, 45 catches for 375 yards. Mikael Williams, we saw him make a difference in the national championship game in the college football playoff. Defensive end from Georgia. He only started two games, played 410 snaps, four and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for loss. Damani Jackson, man, he played in one of the worst defensive backfields at USC. Like, they were all awful. Everybody. All right? Cade Klubman, Klubman, one start, 225 snaps on offense. Book is still open on what he's going to become. C.J. Hicks, who was basically the number one linebacker coming out last year. Ohio State, zero starts, zero snaps. He didn't play. Harold Perkins. Now, Harold Perkins, to me, production-wise, was probably the dude of this class. Eight starts, 514 snaps, seven and a half sacks, four first, four forced fumbles, and one interception. He's a dude. You'll see him shaking hands with Roger Goodell in a couple of years. Shamar Stewart, defensive lineman from Texas A&M, six starts, 416 snaps. Not a lot of production, one and a half sacks. B.J. Campbell from Texas. Evan Stewart, Texas A&M. He had eight starts. And I go down the list, Sonny Styles, zero starts, 69 snaps. Zach Rice, zero starts, back up at guard. LT Overton from Texas A&M. Will Johnson, now here's another one. Will Johnson, another three and done. And it's Will Johnson and Benjamin Morrison that are going to be vying for best defensive back from that 22 class when it comes to, like, draft evaluation. Because he, man. Second half, he started five five games, really came on. He was their best man-to-man defender. True freshman, freshman at Michigan out of Detroit. Josh Connolly Jr., offensive tackle from Oregon, didn't start. My point is Malachi Starks is another one that jumped out. He started every game as a true freshman down in Georgia. Now, here's the thing. I can stop short because we can go down the list of five stars, and I'm telling you, the majority of these guys didn't even start or get snaps. These are the five stars from last year. But I see a trend of the Georgia kids. I vividly remember them making an impact. Now, did they make an impact because of the program they went to? Now, this is important. Is it the talent or is it the talent going to the right place? Because there are tons of kids that I'm going down that didn't even play, start, Whatever, but they're five stars. But the three kids I said that went to Georgia, they all made an impact. Mm. So you can have five-star talent. You still need coaching and development. And if people just think you just throw five stars out there and just win games. That's not how it works. Not how it works. A defensive lineman or a safety going to Kirby Smart, that matters. That matters. They make more of an impact. Uh, Alabama had four guys on this list. None of them played, bro. Mm. Casey Connor Wegman. Now, Connor Wegman for Texas A&M, at the end of the year, this is what we say about quarterbacks. If you are a quarterback, you have to be ready to start a game by November as a true freshman. That's right. Texas A&M struggled all year. Connor Wegman came in as a five-star and stabilized that whole situation. They came up with some big wins down the stretch in November at Texas A&M. Connor Wegman looks like he could be a dude. He started four games. So – Um, Marvin Jones Jr., five-star left. Mm. Georgia didn't play. But I fully expect to hear his name this year. Yeah. I fully expect to hear his name this year. 
Ty Simpson. Now, this is important. Ty Simpson was a five-star, right? Quarterback at Alabama. He's not even guaranteed to get the starting job at Alabama. Nope. Jaheim Singletary, cornerback, five-star, Georgia. 13 snaps on defense. He's in the portal, left. <laughs> there are a lot of narratives and stories that can come from getting top talent, getting five stars. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, left, somebody has to coach them. Somebody. And they have to go to the right situation. Now, to be honest, it's easy for a five-star to consider Georgia the right situation. It's easy for a five-star to consider Nick Saban in Alabama the right situation. My question to you left, what is it going to take for five-stars to consider Notre Dame the right situation? A lot of that is winning and, and winning at a, in a frequent rate, at a frequent rate, say that five times fast. I think uh, being able to be dynamic in these wins, I mean, not only is, for instance, Alabama winning, but they're producing players in the first round that you hear throughout college football news all year. You hear about Devontae Smith. You hear about a Jalen Waddle. You hear about a Bryce Young. You hear about a Will Anderson. Alabama had the best two players in college football. Yeah. Will Anderson and Bryce Young. I missed all the great things in college football, all the great programs, Georgia, you know, all of that. The two best players, offense and defense, in the country was at Alabama. So when you win at a high level and build something similar, have consistent coaching, I think Marcus Freeman is going to be there a long time. Because uh, his recruiting strategies are great, so I think his teams are going to be a result of that. Great. Mm-hmm. I do believe that once that he can get past that five-year mark and staying above ten wins and being in the playoffs and the champ, win a championship maybe once or twice, definitely once, but twice <laughs> in the mm-hmm. first five years, mm-hmm. you'll start to see an influx of five stars. Uh, being more current because if you're doing that, you stand above 10, 11 wins, got two championships in the first five years. That means you're recruiting at a high level, you're coaching at a high level, and you got guys in New York and winning these awards at the end of the season. Man, look, it was just interesting looking at this. The one thing that stood out is the second year is the most important year. Like you have rarities, right? Your Travis Hunters. You know who else is on this list that I forgot? He's right there with Harold Perkins and Nicholas Singleton from Penn State, the running back. Oh, yeah, he's nice. He's nice. Instant impact, right? So basically, if you have 34 kids, we mentioned about four to five guys that had immediate impact. The rest of these guys have to be developed, and it takes time, and it's based upon the schools they go to and the coaches they're connected to. And the fit is everything. Eli Singleton at Penn State's a great fit. You know. Why is that, Left? Like, break that down. Big program. He was the Gatorade player of the year. All the accolades. Penn State needed a running back. Penn State's a huge program, great media presence. They're always in in the midst of being a great team, getting out of that three-tier being a two-tier, a kid with that much talent can go in there and fit right away. You can tell there's an obvious need of a run game for Penn State during that time, and his impact was immediate because the fit was needed. They needed a run game to support Sean Clifford. That was overhyped and is overhyped. Penn State usually has a pretty good offensive line, and you're in the Big Ten where running backs usually are successful, i.e. Ohio State running backs are usually successful with a good offensive line. Michigan's running backs are usually pretty successful with a good offensive line. Every running back that's ever been through Wisconsin benefited from a, a run of a really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. So all things included, him going to Penn State was a great fit because it was about him. Yeah. 
I mean, it's I totally agree. Because it's talent. So sometimes you got to go where it's about you. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, and Conjunction Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Leave five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Leave your comments because you know we respond to all comments. Mm. It's because of ULL Nation that we continue to have the success and growth that we do. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spin it different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are pleased to welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast from The Athletic, the author of the context and the information we've been talking about about five-star recruits. Manny Navarro joins us on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Manny, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, guys. How are you? Wonderful. You know, we go down this list and we see Notre Dame had Jalen Sneed on the list. And, you know, Notre Dame fans, the reason we want to have you on is have a really great conversation about the concept of the five-star recruit and the ability to win national championships based upon getting those five-star recruits to your program. And we understand that Notre Dame is never going to be able to recruit five stars to the same level as Alabama, uh, Ohio State, and maybe even Georgia. But they still have to find a way to what Malik talked about, to win, and when you win, now you give yourself more ability to maybe add one or two more to your recruiting class every year. I'm very interested in how you view not only the five stars, but the importance of where they go. Because we pointed out the five stars that went to Georgia, we saw them make an impact immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so is it about where you go and the coaches that get a hold of you? Or is it really just about the natural maturation of some guys being a little bit further ahead than the others on your list? Yeah, I think it's really a, the combination of factors, right? Like part of it is where those players are in their development, where they're at physically or, or you know, how healthy are they in year one? You know, a lot of guys, as you guys know, come into college and they need to have surgery right away because when they were playing high school ball, uh, they were playing through injuries and they were playing with stuff they didn't have surgery for. And then, uh, you know, so that sort of slows down the development uh, of some of those guys when they do enroll in classes. Obviously, enrollment is another issue, right? Some guys are in for spring ball. Some of them come in the summertime or, or arrive in the fall, uh, just depending on, on when they can graduate from their high school. So I think all of those things uh, play a factor. But more so, you know, when you look at schools like Georgia and, and Alabama, who continue to just load up on five stars every single year, they've kind of got a system in place, right? Like, they, they, they're rolling guys in and out or early entry into the draft very frequently. So it's almost like they've got the perfect system in place where a guy like Malachi Stark can come into Georgia as, as a true freshman at the safety position and play with enough elite experienced guys around him where he can get on the field and you can trust him to do his job and not be afraid because he's got a lot of other experienced guys who can help him through the process. So, I think all of that plays a factor in, in how quickly guys see the field. But I was fascinated by by that. I spent about a week or two just doing the research, crunching the numbers to figure out, you know, how many guys actually come in and start right away, how many guys actually are a real part of the starting lineup, not just, you know, one game starter, two game starter, but really a part of the process. And as you can see, uh, you know, they do make an impact. Those five stars come in and they a lot of them do play. 
What do you think is the main reason for the big jump from season one to season two with five stars? Like you said, most of them end up starting. I think the numbers were 58% of their games Mm -hmm. in year two, and then it grows. And then, of course, you see them matriculate to the NFL, of course. Mm-hmm. But there's a there was a great article on The Athletic this week where it talked about uh, – Bruce Feldman talked about yeah. when you look at the all-pro level at mm-hmm. the NFL, it's not necessarily littered with five stars yeah. from high school. So my question, Malik played the game. You talked about crunching the numbers. Is there a, a mental change that needs to happen along with the physical talent as these young men go through – do they hit that season of something being an immovable object where they have to force themselves to get over it to where their talent can go to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think without question, you know, that first year in college for a lot of guys uh, is just a learning year, right? You go in there, you're changing your body physically. Like I said, some guys have surgery. Some guys uh, are, are just putting on weight, getting in, in the physical shape that they need to be in. So you need that first year. A lot of guys need that first year just to make the mental adjustment to the game, to be able to play the game at, at the kind of speed that you need to play at so you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's why you see the jump in numbers go up from year one to year two. And why you see so many guys by the time they're they're either redshirt freshmen or sophomores that they're playing a major role for their team. So I think uh, I think that's what you know, that's just the, the sort of natural progression of the way things work with the five stars. And, uh, you know, I thought Feldman's article, uh, his commentary as well uh, was was really interesting. The fact that so many guys on defense, um, you know, in terms of the five stars are a little bit further along and more impactful. Um, you know, I, I think he made a great point, you know, uh, in a conversation that, that I had, had I heard him having the other day was that ultimately on defense, it's all about physicality, right? It's all about how strong can you beat the guy in front of you? Can you bring him down to the turf? Can you create the turnover? It's a little different than, you know, maybe being an offensive lineman or a quarterback where, you know, you're, 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 you're growing into your body still, even in college as an offensive lineman or as a quarterback, you're, you're, you're getting adjusted to a new scheme or a new offense. So I think all of that plays a role in, in some of the development of these guys and maybe why you see more guys on defense, uh, you know, more five stars making the all pro team, et cetera. What about the now or have you ever thought about the interesting thing that all these five stars are going to the same schools? Wouldn't you think that having the ability to be a five star and go literally anywhere? Why is it such a heavy concentration on the, the few schools that a majority of these schools get? The five stars like Georgia had like 20 the last yeah. years. <laughs> but these five stars can still go to the NFL, even if it was at a New Mexico State or Utah State, or, you know, one of the schools that's not uh, always in contention, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of it for these guys is just who do they trust, right? Who's gonna who 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 has the track record of getting guys to the first round? And I think a lot of the elite players, you know, I I spent some time uh, at the Under Armour All American game uh, in Orlando right before it happened uh, or earlier this month, and I, I talked to a lot of the elite kids there about their selection process, and everybody says, well, NIL, right? NIL's got to be a big deal nowadays. Kids are following the money. But if you talk to a lot of the best players and you and, and you give them truth serum, or in my case, you, you let them speak anonymously, right, where they don't have to have their name attached to stuff, a lot of them will tell you they really pick a college because they, they want the school that can help them get to the NFL, that can help them get on the field the fastest and develop them the most because they're looking at the big money. They're not looking at the payday, the immediate payday per se, because they know that, like you said, they can go anywhere and get that money. So I think ultimately for those guys, the best of the best, the five stars, they they go to the trusted place, the school that they say, well, even if I if I have a hiccup or something or I struggle a little in college, Georgia still sends a bunch of guys to the NFL or Alabama still sends a bunch of guys to the NFL. So I think it's more about that safety net in the back of their mind. Once you build that reputation of being a school that produces a ton of first round picks and NFL talent, that's just where a lot of guys feel comfortable going. But yeah, a guy like Derrick Henry, he could go to UCLA and still be Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. It's just that. What is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, is it the league that important of a, or of a signed guarantee, quote unquote, if you're a five star and go to these places? Or is it the talent that the five star has that naturally, like a Derrick Henry or a, mm-hmm. 
or a Leonard Fournette. I mean, he could have easily went anywhere. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, the cream always rises to the top, which is which is why you'll have guys go to small schools and still make it because if they're the best of the best at their position, the NFL is going to find a way to get their hands on them and, and, and bring them in. So, in the end, uh, you know, again, it, it's more of a choice for a lot of these guys of where do I feel like. I have the most confidence going where even if I mess up, even if I get hurt, something happens to me, these guys will find a way to help me get to the league. And and I think that's why a lot of the choices end up being those schools over and over again. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Manny Navarro from The Athletic joins us right here. We're talking five stars, their importance and their impact. And we're not going to let Manny get away with the fact that we see the pennant and the ibis behind him now. As, <laughs> hey, that's just to, that's just to, that's just to let everybody know I'm in Miami, man. That's just to let everybody know I got I got to like, uh, like a I postcard, got, huh? I got I got Giancarlo Stanton from when he was a Marlin. Okay, I cover sports in South Florida. I've been go. here 25 years, so I got I got all the teams. Look, I got the Dolphins here. I, I don't want them to think I'm a, a Miami homer, but. There you go. I, I got I got all the little gizmos and free giveaways they give away at the stadium. That's, right. That's what I got. He's also he's also the host of the Wide Right Podcast, which is not a shot at us Notre Dame fans. That's a, that's a shot at the other school down there in Florida. That Garnet and Gold School, yeah. Absolutely. Have a little fun with them. Absolutely. <laughs> so Jalen Sneed was the one Notre Dame guy on the list. And I think he was along the typical progress of most yeah. of these guys, which is by the time it hits November, you know, they've gotten better. They're coached up, and they're ready to come in and play. You saw him in the bowl game. He flashed, but you could still see, like, yeah, he still doesn't really know what the heck he's doing, but you see the talent. You mm-hmm. see the speed. You see everything that Notre Dame fans were excited about when he committed and when he finally showed up on campus. Yeah, oh, I mean- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think that's really more of the natural progression, right? Yeah. Like get, get to the bowl game and by then you should be on the field, right? Because especially mm-hmm. now with so many guys leaving earlier, ho- holding themselves out of the bowl game so they don't get hurt. It's almost like the perfect scenario. That's when you finally put those those true freshmen that you really have high hopes for going into year two. So I thought it was perfectly timed for a guy like him. Yeah. So when Notre Dame steps on the field, Against Ohio State, week five, right? Ohio State's going to have the advantage from a star standpoint when you look at the recruiting. Is quarterback the single most important position <laughs> to kind of shorten that? Because you look at Dabo. Yep. Dabo kind of shortened things by stacking Deshaun Watson with Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. two five-star quarterbacks. Is that the position that the schools that might not be able to recruit at the level of Georgia and Alabama can kind of shorten that distance and really compete? Yeah, I think you hit the the, the nail on the head there because to me, when when you've got a dynamic quarterback who can do things for your offense and 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 put you in positions to pull off upsets like Clemson did with those with those teams, that's that's really what what it all comes down to. That's sort of an equalizer. Uh, but at the same time, too, I would say in today's game, uh, with, with how many points are being scored in a lot of these games, you need the receiver. I would say the receiver position has become just as important as the quarterback position. You really need those dynamic playmakers. Um, you know, if you, if you got them in the secondary, even better, you know, uh, guys that can cover uh, those receivers. But because the passing game has expanded so much, I would say quarterback and receiver are the two places, which is why Ohio State stays in it. You know, yeah, they've had some great quarterbacks, but the reality is why is Ohio State uh, in the playoffs so often? They've got tremendous receivers. I mean, what they got going with Brian Hartline right now, year in, year out, uh, that's that's really special. And, and there's not a lot of places that are, that are doing what they're doing at Ohio State. That is why receiver you. That's, mm-hmm. that's a fact. You couple that with good quarterback play. And once again, they come into this season not knowing who, whether it's McCord or Brown, mm-hmm. but you just believe that one of those guys is going to step up and be pretty good and he's going to have wide receivers. Like the wide receiver class they brought in this year is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Arnell Tate, Brandon Ennis. Yeah. It's a, just another year of big time wide receivers, like you said. Yeah, and I and I got to know those guys. They played for the uh, South Florida Express seven on seven team, you know, which is based out of here in Miami. I went to Vegas and and L.A. with them on a couple of trips to watch those guys play, and just another special group of kids, uh, you know, headed into Ohio State to go play that receiver position. They just keep reloading, and and again, you know, you you mentioned, uh, you know, you were talking previously about why guys pick certain schools. 
Uh, Brandon Innes, uh, I, I know the University of Miami badly wanted him, and, and we all know about the NIL deals and, and the kind of money that Miami's spending to, to sign some guys. You know, I know he was offered some good money by Miami, and he still picked Ohio State uh, because of Brian Hartline and being coached and going to a program where he could be developed and, and, and reach the NFL. And, and that again, that's just another example of why guys pick schools and why, why things end up the way they do. Ultimately, do you ever see the trend of the five-star being this important? Do you see it staying pat or getting even more important as college football evolves with NIL? We'll see if legislation comes in with the new president of the NCAA and then the expansion of the playoffs. Does that make it easier for other schools to attract five stars? How do you think this is going to kind of matriculate in the next three to five years? Yeah, I, I still think the best players at heart are always going to want to go to the place that can help them get to the NFL the best and develop them the best in the superstars and where they can win championships. And and right now, uh, you know, there's a small amount of schools that are, that are doing that. Now, if the college football playoff, if that helps change things here in the years ahead where we start getting some different teams playing in the championship, like this year we had TCU, of course, reach it, which everybody was like, wow, you know, a diff a different. it's not Georgia, Alabama, and, and uh, Ohio State, right? There's, yeah. there's a different school there. I think the more often that happens, maybe the more, you know, guys might open up their mind. But as long as, as the uh, NFL draft comes along in, in April and Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are dominating, I still think those will be the schools with the majority of the five stars go. Now, can you explain the five-star plus aspect and how does that even affect recruiting, if at all? Yeah, I think the whole five-star plus aspect is when you're a consensus five-star by all the, the recruiting services. And uh, I, I think, you look, you know, like 247, for instance, in my article in The Athletic, I spoke to Andrew Ivins, who's their new uh, director of scouting. And he sort of explained to me the, the, their whole method, methodology of, of how they pick the five stars, et cetera. Now, they only rank 32 because there's 32 draft picks, right, in the NFL every single year in the first round. And so that's the formula that they use. Um, but, you know, uh, the composite year in and year out, the number will change. So uh, some years you'll have some guys that, that qualify for five-star status as a composite, uh, even though, you know, maybe 247 doesn't rank that guy or Rivals doesn't rank that guy or On3 doesn't rank that guy as a five-star. So it's a very complicated process, but essentially what you need to know, if you're a five-star plus, that means everybody thinks you're a five-star, and that's how you end up getting that, that sort yeah, of Yeah, does stuff. that make you like like if the if you was like top ten in the country, it makes you – number one plus or something like how did they, I mean, this is the, the, well, it just, it just affects schools. Well, I think, I, I think for the most part, you know, the colleges, uh, while they, while they certainly care about the rankings cause it, yeah, helps, okay. it helps them look good. Right. Like uh, Mario Cristobal is never going to get up in a press conference and say the recruiting rankings don't matter to him, even though, uh, we, we, cause we know deep down inside, he looks, he wants to be ranked in the top 10 every year as a recruiter. Um, but the, but the reality is, you know, schools don't recruit off of lists. I don't think, I, I think for the most part, you know, they, they do their own homework. At least the best schools do. They, they do their own research, which is why you'll see, you know, a two-star or three-star who goes, you know, to Alabama, you know, have a great career like a Josh Jacobs or somebody of that nature. So I think, you know, in the end, uh, do, how much do the schools pay attention to the five star plus? I mean, it, it it's it's a nice sort of feather in their cap when they say they recruited a five star plus, but the truth is they want the guy that they know is the baller and is going to help them win a championship. Once again, Manny Navarro from the Athletic. You can go follow him, Manny underscore Navarro. He's also the host of the Wide Right podcast. I actually like that. I like that. I'm gonna have to tap <laughs> into that because you know I'm, I don't like Florida State either, so that's perfect for me. All right. I will. I would like to see the Miami Notre Dame rivalry like fire back up though. Yeah, it would be it would be great. I mean, I think that's a part of college football history that that people certainly enjoyed, uh, especially me growing up here in, in in South Florida in the late uh, '80s and going to the Orange Bowl as a, as a as a youngin watching those those games and and just the, the classic battles. But really, I mean, I think college football needs Miami of Florida State to be among those playoff teams again. It just TV yeah. eyes, everybody in the country wants to watch those teams play. You look at the TV ratings when they hook up, it's great. So I, I would love to see that in, in the years ahead for sure. Yeah, Florida State, most people have them top 10 this year, some top five going into the season. How, how long before Mario Cristobal gets things back rolling? Well, I mean – 
one thing people, uh, when they talk about Miami, they don't realize, but, you know, the number of first-round picks and second-round picks and third-round picks, those guys, th those numbers have really dwindled here the last few years. And part of the reason Mario Cristobal is here is because he's an excellent recruiter. He can really connect with kids and, and does a good job. Aside from all the NIL, he knows what he's doing in terms of identifying players. And so I think it's going to probably take two or three recruiting cycles before Miami is probably a legitimate contender for an ACC championship to get into the playoff. But that could be, you know, at the end of this coming season where you start to see uh, Miami turning a corner, you know, going into 2024 where maybe you're saying, okay, this is a legitimate top 25 team, not a team that just gets ranked in the preseason and falls out. Once again, Manny Navarro from The Athletic, we appreciate you joining us today, man. Have a All great right. day, and we'll check in with you sometime closer to the season. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Absolutely. That was Manny Navarro from The Athletic. Follow him, Manny underscore Navarro, host of the Wide Right podcast. Left, you know, his point about the wide receiver position, man, that was, he's spot on with that. Like, yo, quarterback is one thing, but Ohio State has found a niche with that wide receiver position, and it allows them to constantly, consistently put forth an explosive offense. That's right. That's right. Man. Lucky we'll see what our receivers do this year. Well, you know, you kind of trashed them and said they were going to get trounced when they come to South Bend. So, yo, by the way, I'm sorry for not asking, man. You cool? Did you feel that 4.2? Oh, it was supposed to be hurt. California's so big, man. Something can happen out here. Y'all think it happened down the street, and I'm so far from it. I yeah, guess. you know, baby girl hit me. Early in the morning, was like, yo, that 4.2 just hit Malibu. And it was kind of scary for the first time. I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm a uh, long ways away. <laughs> and I, just, I guess you're right. Malibu, <laughs> Malibu was the epicenter. So, yeah. I, you didn't even feel a tremor or anything, huh? Listen, I'm by the water. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube channel as well, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Go ahead, subscribe, hit that like button, share, and a notification bell. Every time we go live or post something, you'll know it's a Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it spin. different. Left, coming up, we're going to talk a little justice, Scott. But then we're going to give you an opportunity to go into the mind of Coach Leak and give us the off-season plans for every quarterback on the Notre Dame roster. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.